Hello, friends, and welcome to My Miniature Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Karf. This podcast is about all things miniature. We will explore the world of minis and all its raw talent, dedication, patience, and the new energy of this art form. Hear from miniature hobbyists and professionals from all over the world. We will gain a deeper insight into the creative processes that drive them. We will also explore what their biggest struggles are, their most devastating failures, and the most uplifting successes. I hope to encourage and inspire you in your miniature hobby, because even the ordinary become extraordinary in miniature. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad you could join me. I'm taking a much-needed break today for a little bit to share this conversation with you. So many have been asking how you make miniatures using your Cricut machine, which I do. And so I'm doing a course, and I'm really excited to share it with you in about March 8th. March 8th, it will launch, and I'm really excited to share it with you. It's the basics of Cricut and how to get started using it to make beautiful miniatures. My plan with that is to make other courses on like making a whole living room using your Cricut. I really want a sh- uh, course on how to make a she shed because I really want the- one of those in real life. So I have a lot of ideas and courses to come in the future, but please watch for that to come. If you are interested, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.micdropminiatures.com and that way you'll know firsthand when it comes out and when it's live. You can also follow me on Instagram. My handle is micdropminiatures. And so thanks again for being here. Let's get started. Um, Today I'm going to share a conversation I had with Amy at Little Vintage Lane. She has beautiful work. So when I started to get into miniatures, she is one of the first accounts that I found on Instagram and instantly fell in love with her work, mostly because it's modern and i that's the kind of style I tend to um, lean towards. So she has very modern farm core um, accessories, you know, um, creations is what I'm trying to say. It's very clean, um, fresh. She has very wide open spaces in her creations and it just, I want to live in them. They're beautiful. So I'm really excited to share this conversation with you today. You can find her at www.littlevintagelane.com. On there, she's very, very generous with her tutorials so make sure to check it out and she shares a lot of her tips and tricks and wisdom which is very very generous so make sure to check that out so if you loved this conversation that i had with amy i do have a favor could you please snap a picture and save it to your facebook or instagram stories maybe take me at mic drop miniatures and also tell me where you're joining from, where you're tuning in from, I'd love to connect with you and just see where in the world people are listening to me. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. So again, thank you for being here and tuning in. And until next time, happy creating. Enjoy. Hello. Hi. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. So it's Amy, right? I realized I don't even... Okay. I know. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no, Amy. 
Oh, good. Okay. Well, nice to meet you, Amy. I only know you by Little Vintage Lean, so. Yeah. I'm really excited to talk to you today, so thank you for being here. First thing I want to say is your work is beautiful. I've been, you know, stalking you on social media to see all your work, and I want to live in your creations. They are they're amazing. So if people want to follow along, they can find you Little Vintage Lane on Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, Little Vintage Lane on Instagram, and also littlevintagelane.com. Right. How did you come up with that name? Um, you know, that's a good question. My husband is usually, he's my name guy. I'm like, what do I call it? You know, so we were going through a bunch of names and I'm like, you know, I love Victorian dollhouses and things like that. So I'm like, how about Little Vintage Lane? So, cause I plan to have a neighborhood of houses. Right, how many do you have? Well, built or in the process of, I've got four going right now. And then I have a closet with like four or five more kits in it, so. Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> so when you say you like vintage and Victorian, I see your houses as being really modern, like right. spacious, like I want to live in them. They're beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I love the modern farmhouse too. Um, my first style house is a huge Victorian and I, I, I have a love for that stuff too. So it's kind of half and half, I guess. So can you tell us how you got started in miniatures? Sure. So, well, I mean, as a kid, like any girl, I had Barbies. Mm -hmm. um, my grandma and her twin sister, they were really big into miniatures. They ran a hobby shop for some years. Um, they did room boxes for people, dollhouses. They each had their own. Uh, my grandma has a huge, real good toys. I don't even know what the name of it is, but it's, you know, it's like six feet long and four stories high, um, completely finished out, lights, everything, silverware, you name it, it's in there. And then her twin sister has a big Victorian, and that's actually my dollhouse that I have now. Um, it's, a, it's a real good toys, but there's a first lady dollhouse, which was like a special edition. And then I think they did a Victoria's Choice which is like the same dollhouse, but you could put it together in pieces. And I think that's what this is. I'm not real sure, but, okay. um, you know, when I would help her with like painting her window, she's, she's like me and always changing things and never gotten to the point of it being finished. Um, so I was helping her paint windows and she was like, I think when, you know, when it's my time, I, this will probably just go in the garbage. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? No. You know, I'm like, if, uh, if, if nobody wants it, like I will take it and I will love it and work on it. And, you know, so nobody ended up wanting it. So I got it. Um, and I've changed a lot on it and had some pushback a little bit from some family members who were like, oh my gosh, you're changing her stuff. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it's my house now. And I've, I've talked with my grandma about it. Um, she's seen what I've done to it. And she goes, oh, Joan would love it. So, you know, it is what it is, but that one gives me a headache <laughs> left and right. It's huge and I keep changing my mind. So now it's like, I bought my little Bellingham. Um, we found it on Facebook marketplace. It was like a hundred bucks. So I'm, I'm begging my husband. I'm like, I need this. I have to have this house, you know? 
And so he, of course, he caved and he went and got it. And the guy, the guy who was selling it, he's like, well, you know, if you really like dollhouses, I've got all these other kits. And they're all, you know, Duracraft kits in the box, brand new, never mm -hmm. used. So we ended up, I think, buying like 12 houses from him. And we won the lottery that day. Ex <laughs> exactly. Some of them he gave to us for free because there was, you know, a hole in the box. And I've checked, there's no damage. Um, wow. I ended up with actually three Bellingham farmhouses. And that's my big white farmhouse. Okay. Um, I gave one to my sister who it's still sitting in a box, but... Um, the other one I've kind of parted out and been using it to do some other things with my house. Um, right now it's sitting because it got, well, it got damaged moving with the humidity and it just destroyed everything. So now it's kind of like, I'm going to redo some stuff, but now it's sitting and I'm working on this little one and it's so cute and I love it. So I love, well, I have so many questions. First of all, talk about, so you, your grandma had a shop, like a miniature shop. Mm-hmm. So what was, where was it? And what was it called? So we lived out in a little tiny town about 60 miles west of Chicago. Um, so they did have, they opened, and I honestly, I don't even really remember. I remember it being called Itsy Bitsy Realty at one point. Okay. And then I don't know if they called it Hobby Junction or something like that. Um, but yeah, they, it was, it was a small little shop and they did, you know, they did hobby trains, they were into that, and then they did the dollhouses. And my grandma's was on display there, um, and she had, you know, the plexiglass and stuff, because people kept trying to, they bring their kids in, and they want to play, and she's like, no! So, um, I was just yeah. going to ask, you talked about humidity, I'm like, oh, do you live in the Midwest? Because I live in Wisconsin, and oh, it's always humid here. Yeah, we but, actually, right now, we're in North Carolina, um, we moved here over the summer from Washington State. So mm -hmm. my husband switched jobs and relocated us out here. And yeah, it sat in the moving truck for a while. I mean, he didn't, it took them two weeks to get out here. So, and we had it crated and he was like, well, I don't know what's in that box. So I really don't care what happens to it. That's what he actually said to me. And I'm like, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> it better be in one piece when it gets there. Yeah. So. Well, not to jump back and forth, but so grandma shop, do you have, I'm just, I would love that as a child. Like, I think yeah. that'd be so amazing. Do you have lots of memories in that shop or not? Um, not really. We didn't really go in there a lot. Um, my aunt and my grandma were also realtors. So they had their realty office in there and then they had their little hobby shop in there. And I know they did a lot more of it before, you know, I was really born and old enough to remember. So, I mean, they've been doing it forever since like the seventies. Um, and that was before my time. So they, you know, but they, they really were into it. My grandma now, she, she doesn't do much with her house. She kind of started some things and now it's just sitting. So, um, that will be also another one that I inherit. It's hopefully not anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but she always tells me, she goes, you better take as good a care of my house as you have Jones. <laughs> so, well, but yeah, so you know, cool. it's, it's funny. It's so cool that you had two, you know, people in your life that were strong influencers on your hobby. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So I know you're into like 3D printing. What does your grandma think about that? Because I know it's, you know, new technology, obviously for her and does she? Right. So I haven't really talked to her about that. Um, okay. 
she lives in Illinois, so I do call her, but like she's pretty old school and refuses to do things like email and things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. I have no way of sharing stuff with her unless like I'm there. And if I say, Hey grandma, I got a 3d printer. She's going to be like, what? You know, she, she's oblivious. Saw something like you, I know you just made a faucet recently. Like Mm -hmm. people almost think it's cheating. Oh, you can't use a cricket or a 3d printer. People that, you know, are more old school like that. So it just is what, that generation would think of a 3D printer. Yeah, I think my grandma would actually think it's pretty neat. Um, They were the ones who would do a lot of stuff, like they made functioning pool tables from scratch, you know, so they they were always finding things. Like my grandma's like, oh, you know, you can take the top of of a salt container and use it as a dryer vent, like an outdoor dryer vent. So they were always looking at stuff like that. But I do think like she would find it very fascinating to see what you could create with this stuff. And I don't think she'd think it was cheating, but I do think a lot of people think that, but I'm like, you know, that's an art form in itself. Like oh, yeah. 3D modeling is not easy, you know? So I almost threw it out the window, but then I realized <laughs> my craft room's in the basement. So that would have been too hard, but <laughs> oh, it is, it's frustrating. But then when mm-hmm. you finally get that piece that works, Mm-hmm. prints then it's it's kind of addicting like oh where has this been my whole life yes and you're like what else can I make and and you know I look at it this way the like the fonts that I made there is no way I could ever make that using bits and baubles and different pieces you yeah. know it's I I prefer more realistic looking things so mm-hmm. for me it's like I could sit here and pull my hair out with little metal tubes and beads and things but you know, I probably would have ended up just buying it. So it's like, I could buy something from China or I can spend my time making it myself. You so know? did you actually make the 3D f- file? Like the, mm-hmm. you did, okay. Yeah. So Definitely. what program do you love to create in? So I've been using Tinkercad. Um, okay. It's free, it's mm-hmm. relatively easy, but it is limited. Um, you know, I, I downloaded Autodesk 360. I opened that for about five minutes and turned it right off. I'm like, yeah, no, but I'm not playing with this right now. That's going to be like tutorial after tutorial after tutorial. So I went back in Tinkercad and, you know, it's really, if you can figure out how to manipulate shapes, how you want them, then it's, it's not that hard, you know, they have some different shapes and things like they have like a custom shape thing. And that's like the faucet. I found you could do this bent pipe thing. So I'm like, oh, if I put two of these together here, I have my little bend. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of looking at it that way. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I'm kind of technologically like, it's not my thing. <laughs> it doesn't look like that. Cause that to me, it was, too, and I'm a graphic designer too. So I know like the Adobe products, I'm like, how hard could this be? Right. But it's right. A totally different learning curve for that. Oh yeah. Have you ever heard of blender or used that app or program? I haven't used it. Um, my 13 year old son uses it. He's really big into 3d modeling and he plays, oh. you know, Roblox and whatever. And um, so he's pretty good at that. And he is explaining it to me and using very large words. And I'm like, kid, you, I have no oh, idea. Wow. <laughs> you know, so I haven't really played with it, but I've heard it's pretty good. Okay. Well, there, he can make all your miniatures. I, you know, I try to get him to do that. I'm like, hey, here's a picture of a toilet. Will you make me one? And 
never happened. <laughs> I, I don't, I just, it's like I said, yes, learning curve, but it's addicting. So yes. Yes. So looking at your photos too, you're awesome at electricity, which I was looking at like your, your recess lighting. Is that what you would call it? The modern yeah. amazing is you find that easy Do you find it was it challenging? Like you know, actually, it, it was intimidating at first to do electrical. You know, I'm like, I really don't want to burn my house down. It's, you know, kind of scary. But then when I read about it and I'm like, oh, it's, you know, I do the tape wire. And it was the LED lights, the ones that I have are only three volts. And a normal dollhouse system runs on a 12 volt. And so I had at first bought 12 volts LED lights but they had the big chunky resistors in them. And I'm like, oh, this isn't gonna be fun to hide. I don't really wanna be grooving out my floors and doing all this craziness. So I found these little tiny ones and I'm like, oh, well, I'll just run a, a separate system for three volt. So it really is just a matter of connecting up your tape and you know, grad wiring them in and just making sure with the LEDs they're on the right, you know, the right lines because that matters with them. But mm -hmm. otherwise I found it pretty easy. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. So is there anything that you find hard, challenging? Cause I know you're good at the 3d printing. It looks like you're good at woodwork. It looks like, I don't know. To, to me, it looks like you're good at everything. Is there anything that's a challenge for you? Um, yeah, I, you know, woodworking, I love, I find that pretty easy. I've done a lot of like home repairs and things, you know, throughout my adult life. So for me, that stuff is, is not bad. Um, sewing, I've done that most of my life, even as a kid, you know, I made my mom show me how to sew by hand and then she finally let me use the machine. Things I don't think I'm very good at, probably polymer clay. That is a, that is a pretty hard no for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not really into that. Decorating, honestly, is kind of hard for me. I struggle with that a little bit. All the little accessories, like I have it pictured in my head, but bringing it to fruition is like, okay, that's a little more than I thought it was going to be, you know? So I do try to find shortcuts with stuff, like rather than making all my plants by hand with paper and, and all that, I'm like, oh, let's get a castor and see what kind of tiny leaves we can find, you know? So... <laughs> Yeah, I guess that type of stuff would be harder for me. Okay. And um, so how do you cut your wood? Do you, do you use oh, a Cricut? Or do you you know, I do have a Cricut. Um, I don't really use it that much. I've used it for some things. Like I have an oxide window in my house in my Bellingham. Um, I used it for that because, you know, it's impossible to cut a perfect circle. Um, otherwise, I have... I've got a miniature scroll saw by Micromark. I've got a Proxon chop saw, which I love. And then I have a Micromark table saw. So I use those, probably mostly my scroll saw. I love that one. It's kind of like using a sewing machine. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's so tiny, you know. Uh, the table saw scares me. I'm always afraid the blade's going to fly off and like come hit me in the chest. <laughs> I don't like them either. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a fan. Like I use life science tools, miter saws, things like that. But when it comes to table saws, they freak me out. Um, I use an easy cutter a lot. That's probably one of my main go-tos for like little trim pieces and stuff like that. It's just tiny little easy cutter, miter cutters, whatever they're called. 
um yeah that's pretty much all I use so okay I guess I say all I use but that's quite a bit <laughs> no I'm impressed that I thought you would use like um a laser cutter or like something 3d that'll cut it for you Right. You know, I wish I had a laser cutter. It would make life easier sometimes, but uh, I no, keep saying no. I want one, but yeah, the price takes a little. The price and, and for me, like, especially right now, my space is kind of limited. Um, you know, I don't really have room for a big laser cutter and all that and everything that goes with it. So where do you have all your houses just spread out throughout? So we have kind of like a partially finished basement. Um, it was pretty gross when we moved here. So we did, you know, redo it, got all drywall. My husband put up amazing can lights and I love them. You can kind of, they're LEDs and you can set the, um, the warmth of the light. And I'm like, yes, I need those. Cause I hate yellow light with dollhouses and pictures. And yeah. so I have a, I have a space for that, but you know, like my aunt's, my aunt's house is sitting on like a four by six table and then I've got big workbenches where my other houses are, and it's you know a little claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you sell your pieces? Do you do customizes or? I do not. Um, I've had people ask me about it. I've thought mm -hmm. about it. Um, I've done Etsy store before, making like farmhouse decor and signs. And before we moved to Washington, gosh, about two and a half years ago, we actually owned a store. Um, in our hometown in Illinois, where we did like uh, DIY workshops and people would come in and we would do like furniture building. We do um, sign painting, things like that. And I think I just kind of got burnt out on the whole thing. And so when we moved, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even going to think about selling stuff. I'm just going to kind of do my thing. So, but it's been a while now and I have had people ask, um, I had a lady reach out to me asking if, if I would sell my faucet to her so she could sell it in her <laughs> store. And I'm like, well, that's quite the compliment, but I don't think I'm there yet, you know, so. Even, but, I, I can imagine DIY classes being really popular, you know, for you know, 3D printing, your electric work, everything. Yeah, and, and they were, lived in kind of a small town but uh, we did have people come out from like Chicago and the suburbs and stuff because we were doing like it was all farmhouse kind of decor but we did like farmhouse benches coffee tables we did actually do a farmhouse chandelier that had like cage lights hanging and Edison bulbs and they you know we'd show them how to do the electrical work it was actually really fun and um, you know a lot of people who came in had never even held a drill before and they're walking away with you know, a complete furniture piece. So sign me. Cool. I want to do the class. I know, right? You know, and we've actually, my husband, he is like my biggest supporter and he's always pushing me to do more. Like my blog, he's like, you need to be blogging this. And of course I've been really bad about it, but he's like, you should do tutorials and show people how you do this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, but I get so caught up and I don't take pictures and but he's always pushing me and he's talked about doing like a dollhouse store here where we're at now. And he's like, you should open one up and then we can have classes and people can build furniture. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> he's a little cheerleader. I love it. <laughs> he is. He is. He is really awesome. Um, he's not into miniatures or the hobby at all, but he's like, he's so good with it. So, well, I think your store would be beautiful. Like I, I'll say it again. Your work is very amazing. <laughs> 
Thank you. You are you are definitely um, talented. Can you talk a little bit about where you get your supplies? Is there a certain place that you love to go to? Um, you know, I really am a Hobby Lobby addict. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, Forty percent off coupon, right? <laughs> exactly. I love that coupon. Um, luckily, there's not one within like a ten mile radius of me, so that's pretty good. Um, I do a lot of stuff on Amazon like my lights and things like that. Um, I order a lot from like online miniature stores. I think supporting small business is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so places like that, or if I'm at, you know, Michael's or Hobby Lobby, I'll pick up, you know, oh, hey, I need this, you know, and I'll grab it and bring it home and it'll sit somewhere in a stash and maybe someday I'll find a use for it. But I'm a bit of a craft hoarder. Oh uh, yeah, me too. This I have a little craft room. We moved here about a year ago, mm -hmm. and three people walked in my craft room now in the last two weeks, and it's like, wow, you fill this place up. Like they all have the same reaction. Yep. So yeah, I just keep cramming more in here. I told my husband we need another new house now, so mm -hmm. I can get a bigger craft room. Because yeah, you find those little pieces, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna save this because I can use this someday for something. Yeah, right. I feel right. like. I also feel your pain about Hobby Lobby. I actually do have one about nine minutes away. Oh, yeah. It's so not you, I bet you're there a lot, huh? Yeah, it's it's not good. You could walk around that store for hours. I know. I know. My kids refuse to even go in there with me. They're like, can we stay in the car? And I'm like, I promise, guys, I'll be quick. And then I'm like a kid in a candy store, you know, like squirrel, <laughs> you know. So my husband, he just shakes his head. But he's he's a good sport. So one other thing I wanted to find out too, so you have so many awesome paint techniques that you mm -hmm. use to like distress your items to make a more, you know, farmhouse look. Can mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about that and like what is your process or maybe your favorite stains and paints? Sure. So well, I use a lot of just regular house paints. I'm, I'm like a queen of paint samples. Um, I love them. I'm kind of addicted to paint. <laughs> um, you know, so I use a lot of those. I don't really use so much craft paint anymore. Chalk paint I'll use. I like chalk paint. Um, stains, I'm really kind of on a, like a lighter oak kind of kick right now, like the French oak, lighter, not so golden oak colors. Uh, Varathane brand has some really good colors. I know I've had a lot of people ask me lately about the colors I use and the stains that I'm using on my house right now are varathane, flagstone, and briar smoke. And I kind of do like a two-part, a two-part stain, you know, stain it once, go over it with the other color, and ta-da. Um, painting techniques for like, I know like the soapstone stain sink, that's actually all made out of wood. And I just used black and a couple grays. And I found out that just putting some paint on a rag and swirling it around, you get some neat effects. Same with like my little concrete flagstones I did. It's just grays and white and, you know, kind of swirl it around in layers till it gets, you know, kind of a not so man-made look, I guess. <laughs> you know, sanding, kind of a little bit of all that. Um, painting, yeah. I'm mostly just use pretty straightforward colors black and white i'm pretty boring so so do you spray your houses use a roller at uh, just a paintbrush and you know house paint and um, it's just interior 
interior paint. I'm not a big sheen person. So usually I'm like flat or eggshell. Those are kind of my go-tos. So. And then you just local like home store, like home improvement store, Menard mm -hmm. or Home Depot. Yeah. 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 Cause you had some really good, I don't know. I just I really liked your techniques. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just and, trial and error. Yeah. That's usually how it goes, right? Yep. So any tool that you could not live without? Mm, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, probably my easy cutters, rulers, my scroll saw. I'm really addicted to that one. Um, yeah, those are probably like my biggest used tools, I would say. Um, I, I couldn't imagine doing this with like an exacto knife. I give kudos to the people who cut everything with an exacto knife because I would pull my hair out. Um, I know when I was like 15 or 16, I don't even know what prompted me to do this, but I'm like, I'm going to make some dollhouse couches. I didn't even own a dollhouse. I just thought they'd be fun to me. And I sat there and scored wood with an exacto knife to cut it. And it was the most miserable thing ever. <laughs> yeah, your hands are sore for days. Yes. yes. I'm gonna have to look into these little saws though. That's one thing I don't have. Yeah. One more thing to add to this craft room, right? Yes, yes. Hey, you know, tools, tools are important. You know, when we started, when we first got married, we owned this little condo and um, we decided to flip it because that was kind of when the market tanked. And we're like, oh, let's flip it. We'll paint the trim and we'll put in these hardwood floors and we'll make it look nice so we can sell it and get out of here. And in, in my genius, I'm like, let's take all the trim off and paint it in the garage rather than just leave it on the wall and paint it. Well, I didn't have a nail gun. We didn't have any of these fancy tools. We're sitting there putting all this trim back on with hammer and nails. And I've learned the importance of having the right tools to do the job. It, it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So... Kind of like the other day I was in Menards just to get a screw. Mm -hmm. Why I even asked, why do we need so many screws and nuts and bolts? Like right. two aisles, I was overwhelmed. And like, and he, yeah. my husband said the same thing. Well, you have to have the right, the right tool and the right screw mm -hmm. for, you know, the right job. I'm like, yeah. that was just overwhelming to me. Oh yeah. I miss Menards. We don't have them out here. It's like a Midwest thing. Oh, I miss it so much. <laughs> So if you grew up near Chicago, did you ever go to the Tom Bishop show? I did not. I really didn't get into miniatures full on until right before we left Illinois, moved to Washington. So, and I always tell my husband, I want to go back and I really want to go to that show because I've seen, you know, pictures and things. And I'm like, it's amazing. I would spend all weekend there. It would be hard to get me to leave. <laughs> you should teach a class there. Yeah, that would be that would be fun. Um, it's it's short drive now. Well, I mean, I say short, but it's twelve hour drive back to Illinois from here. So, I could do that. I don't like flying. So, <laughs> I'm three hours from there, so I have to go. Right? It's yeah you know, coming up. It's in April. So they have yeah. some amazing classes. It's I've been there once. It's oh, it's amazing. There's it's it's so many so much stuff. Yeah, I think it would be, it would be awesome. We went to one in uh, Portland when we lived in Washington. Um, we went to a miniature show and it was a smaller show, but it was still pretty neat. So that was the first one I think I'd ever been to. Well, maybe I'll see you in Chicago someday. Yeah. Maybe a couple months, right? Right. 
Well, anything else you want to add? Um, maybe something, if someone came to you and said, how do I get started? What would you, what'd you tell them? Um, well, you know, I'd say, well, pick a house you like and go for it. I mean, a lot, I know a lot of people are like, oh, start small with a room box. I was kind of thrown into a giant house to start off and, you know, I don't regret it. I'm, I love it. So, you know, I say whatever strikes your kind of your creative, whatever, you know, go for it. And you can, you start finding all these little things on how to do stuff. When I first started, it was like, okay, I want to buy this. I want to buy that. I want to buy that. Like everything was pre-made and, and I was just going through this checklist of things I needed. And then it's like, I start looking at the prices for all this stuff and I'm like, okay, maybe not. How can I do this? You know, a little more affordably. And that's kind of, you know, and you do, you start seeing things in different ways and like, oh, I could use this for that or, or whatever, you know, so. I just think it one, one thing when I ask people, what is your biggest struggle or, you know, thing you don't like about this hobby and they say the expense but yeah. I like you said they're not really making things they're just buying things and yeah then it could be right and and it can add up I mean I've seen lights that cost more than lights in my house you know and <laughs> and and there are things I do want to buy like especially for my big Victorian I mean there'll be a lot of stuff I'll try to make on my own but I will buy stuff for that, I'm sure. Um, my skills are not in Victorian detailed furniture. Um, she, My aunt did have a pretty big collection of stuff to go with it. So it's not like I don't have anything for it. But um, but like that's, I think, why I like my Bellingham. A lot of that stuff I can make. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, looking at it like, okay, I could buy this kitchen set or I could figure out how can I make one for, you know, a few bucks. But I found out that basswood adds up. <laughs> Yeah, it's, one it's little, yeah, I just bought a sheet the other day, a Hobby Lobby, actually. I think mm -hmm. it was like $9 for a sheet. So yeah, you're right. It does add up. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I need some uh, more one sixteenth stuff. And I was looking on Amazon. It was like $28 for a, a four inch by 24 inch sheet. And I'm like, you guys are crazy, you know? So, you know, that's my husband always is floored. I'll, I'll send him to the craft store. I'm like, I need this size, this size, this size. And he'll get to the register. He's like, do you know how much this costs? <laughs> like, no, don't tell me. I don't want to. Use your 40% off coupon. No. <laughs> That's right. I know. Yes. Except for too bad it only works on one item. It needs to be like 40% off your total order. I'm curious too. I just thought of a question. Does Is your house, your real house, look a lot like your miniatures? Nope. And, you oh. know, it's, it's funny. I have a lot of people ask me that. They're like, this is, you know, I bet that looks just like your real house, you know, and I'm like, no, not, not really. I mean, I'd love it if my real house looked like that, but unfortunately it doesn't, you know, I've got more of a Mach Podge and of stuff that we've collected over the years, far less, you know, farmhouse, modern elegance. So not that I hate my decor, it's just not, it's not the same as my house. So you're going to have to, I just realized you're going to, you don't have too many photos of your Victorian, your aunt house. Yeah, you know, on my blog, I have I have one, uh, well, a couple on there. Um, I think it's under, I have it under like my houses or something. Okay. Um, I have, I think a before picture when she, when she had it and I got it 
and she had it painted kind of a peachy tan color, all white trim, brown roof, brown floors. Um, when I got it, a lot of things needed replacing. The siding needed to be replaced. It was kind of falling off and warping. So I replaced all of everything on it, took all the shingles off um, and I painted it green with like red and gray details. And I told my grandma, I'm like, grandma, I painted Joan's house green. She's like, you painted it green. She's <laughs> like, oh no, Joan would not like that. And I'm like, grandma, you, you can't judge it until you see it, you know? Yeah. And she's like, Victorian houses weren't green. I'm like, grandma, have you ever seen a Victorian house? Like, <laughs> seriously? Yes. Lots of them were green. She's like, oh, I didn't know that. But when I showed her pictures, she was just like, whoa. But then I got tired of the green and I like was trying to add all this detail to it and I wasn't feeling it. I felt like I did too much. So I started stripping it back down and repainting it. So now it's shades of gray <laughs> and I kind of, you know, I'll work on it a little bit and then I'm like, eh, I'm over it. You know, I've been painting, um, there's a lot of porches on it. So I've been painting the little porch spindles and that's tedious. And so I'll do a little bit at a time and that's why I don't have too many pictures of it. So so when you say you strip it, you you don't just paint over a different color, you strip off all the paint. Well, I did paint the, repainted the siding gray, but like all the details I had put on, um, I had like all these different trims and mm -hmm. weird things. I ripped all that off and just started clean. I'm like, I need to simplify. Like I'm overdoing it. I'm overthinking it. Um, tends to be a thing. I overthink everything. And then I second guess myself a lot. So I was That's why her house sits a little bit. <laughs> Comes in spurts. Well, hopefully we'll see more of that house um, in the yeah. future. That'd be awesome. Well, thank you again for chatting with me. You are a huge inspiration. Well, thank and you. I really appreciate that. And I hope someday that I will take a class from you because I would love it. I think yeah. you have a lot to offer. I just want to know how you do that recessed lighting and. Yeah. Well, I did do, I did do a tutorial on that on my blog. It's actually, it's so easy. And like I said, it's just tape wire. And then I even, I think I put a link on there to everything, like the lights and the transformer and stuff that I used. Um, there's links for all that on there. Yeah, have to look at that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. It's just little eyelet things that I painted white and plugged into the ceiling and then just add the little lights in and hook them up to the tape wire. So it's, it's really, it's not bad. Um, you know, I've even messed with kind of making my own farmhouse lights since, you know, the, mm -hmm. the dollhouse community hasn't really caught up with modern dollhouses yet. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, you kind of have to think outside the box with that a little bit, but, you know, I think they're starting to get there though. I, I think so many more people now are starting to do dollhouses again. I mean, it kind of was almost a dead hobby there for quite a while. And now I feel like it's kind of being reborn and you've got all these younger people who are bringing like a fresh look to it, I guess, you know, it's not all just Victorian houses or older houses, but they're bringing new, you know, new ideas and modern. And I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, me too. I just talked about that. I don't know if it's the quarantine 2020 or if it was meant to happen, like if it would have happened anyway, but yeah, it's yeah. definitely growing in popular popularity. Yeah.
Um, but you're so generous because, you know, when your husband says blog, do this, do that, it takes time to make videos into pictures and, you know, copy for the pictures. So you're very generous though, in that's time that you're taking to do these free tutorials. So I thank you. Oh, no problem. You know, one thing, like I love sharing stuff like that. And um, I know that some miniaturists, like to guard their secrets very carefully, you know, they're not going to tell you how they do it. And that's fine. You know, I, um, I think that to each their own, but I know when I was looking for like tutorials and stuff, I wasn't really finding much. And I'm like, you know what, I, I guess, you know, if I make something and it works out and it's fairly easy and, you know, not too complicated, you don't need 200 different tools to do it. Like, why not share it? And maybe somebody else will take it, be inspired by it, make their own thing. They can make it exactly. You know, I, I don't care. I'm all for, for sharing tips and, and tricks. And usually people ask me, what you do for this or that? I have no, no problem sharing that. I'm like, you know, the more people who get into it and do it, that's great. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, thank you. You're very generous. Yeah. Well, Amy, it was great talking with you today. Thank you again. And I can't wait to see what what you got next on your blog or your website. And I will post your links in, in the description so people can follow you and okay. connect with you. you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, it was really good chatting with you, too. You, too. All right. You have a good day. Thank you. You, too. <laughs> Bye. Bye.